Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. I'm Aaron McMahon. The Michigan hockey team has started its season with a bang. Basketball season is approaching, and Michigan's two programs recently held their media day. The Michigan football team returns this week after a bye. We've got it all covered on this episode of Wolverine Confidential. All right, guys, good to be back with you. A lot to talk about. You know, it's been a steady kind of grind here of the football season, you know, previewing games, recapping games, but Football team went on a bye, coming back this week, and we've got some other sports to talk about. So let's start with one that actually played some games. That's the Michigan hockey team. I mean, Ryan, you went to one of their earlier season games, so you can talk about it. But I just want to say right away, the the scores that I'm seeing so far are not surprising, given that they had four of the top five picks in the NHL draft. Like, yeah, this team was supposed to be really good, and they seem to be so far. Yes, a, a soon-to-be number one ranked nationally Michigan hockey team. I mean, the, just this past weekend, they were at Minnesota Duluth for a, kind of a tournament between four teams, all, all top 10 teams, and Michigan went in there, knocked off Duluth, who was ranked number five, five to one on Friday night, scored five unanswered goals. And that, that's the team they were supposed to open the NCAA tournament against last year, oh. and Duluth went on to, to make it to the to the finals, so... Obviously, it's a different season, but a little bit of a redemption there. And then Michigan faced the number one Minnesota State on Saturday night, fell behind two to one, tied the game, and then scored the go-ahead goal with four minutes, a little over four minutes left, and knocked off the number one team in the country. Now they're four and zero. They've outscored teams twenty-one to eight, and yeah, they're uh, so far they're living up to those high expectations. I was uh, seeing some tweets about that Minnesota State game, I think, you know, because Jawan gets involved, you know, congratulating them or whatever. And they weren't showing the team name. Like at one point, it just showed like the, you know, the logo from Minnesota State. Another time, I feel like it said MSU, but in like the different color, you know, their own colors or whatever. And I, I had no idea like who it was. I was like trying. It was like a game for me trying to figure out who it was before I finally uh, looked it up. Are, are they, yeah. I mean, obviously they're number one. Are they like a traditional power? I can't say I've been. Like, they, they have been. Yeah, they've been good for the past. I mean, even when I was at the Big Rapids paper, they were in the same conference as Ferris State. And yeah, they've been, they've dominated that league, but it's just not as competitive as the, the big 10 and the, the, the hockey East conferences and the NCHC, but like they would dominate their conference play, have a high seat in the NCAA tournament. And they always seem to lose early on in the NCAA tournament, but they've been a a perennial top power here for at least the last 10 years or so. I mean, it's a big win for Michigan to, to, especially going all the way to Duluth and picking up a couple wins. So, yeah, the the Minnesota State Mavericks. Okay, so from seeing them in person, from what you know about, you know this this weekend's uh, you know championship. Yeah, what are what are kind of the key takeaways? Any any surprises or what's yes. going on? So I, I went to the opener against Lake Superior State. They they won those games five to one and, and seven to four. And in the first game, it was like those top picks were. 
to be honest, the only top pick that I wasn't really impressed with in the opener was Matty Beneers, who I thought was Michigan's best player last year, um, the number two overall pick by the Seattle Kraken. But he had two goals in that Minnesota Duluth game. Looks like he got back on track. Kent Johnson had a, a few uh, nice plays, set up a couple of nice goals, and also had a nice goal himself. Luke Hughes looks so much like his brother, Quinn Hughes. Literally, they, they state the same way, wear the same number. Quinn is a little bit shorter and a little bit shiftier than, than Luke, who's the fourth overall pick by the New Jersey Devils. But it's like, man, like deja vu watch it, watching him out there again. So, but yeah, really impressed with uh, Brendan Brisson has five goals already in, in four games. He had a highlight reel goal on Friday night, went through his legs and went top shelf, a really high still level play. He has a lot of power play goals already, and he, he's really uh, kind of evolving into a, a top goal scorer for them. So I said the, the big question mark would be their goaltending, and so far Eric Portillo has looked pretty good. He looked pretty good on opening night, obviously only allowing a, a couple goals against Minnesota State's pretty good, stopping a 28 of 29 shots against Duluth too. So you just got to hope he stays healthy and they're going to face adversity at some point, but but right now they're, I mean, they're clicking on all cylinders. It's still early, but gotta like what you see so far from, from this team. And that's what I was going to ask I know they haven't started big 10 play yet. Is there anyone in the big 10 you think that could compete with them for, for the time for the conference championship? Oh yeah. Minnesota, Minnesota is a, a top team too. Minnesota was actually predicted to win the big 10 this year. Michigan and Minnesota had some, some real great games last year, some really tight games. So I, I mean, I think, Minnesota is definitely more experienced than Michigan and has has doesn't have the same talent level, but is still a very talented team and great solid goaltending. So yeah, I think Minnesota could definitely challenge for that that top spot. And I'm looking at the schedule; they don't play each other until December third, December fourth. So we got to wait a while to see there. Yeah, and then I mean Wisconsin, Wisconsin will be good again too. So there's there's some talent in, in the Big Ten too. So it, it should uh, should get them prepared for for NCAA tournament play and get, get them some pretty good competition. So you're dropping a lot of info uh, at once here. I just want to correct you maybe on some of the opener six one is the score I've got here. At least you, you oh, said, you said oh, five yeah. one. I don't want to I don't want to short them a goal here. In this, <laughs> no, in this I forgot they did start. Throw, yep, for, uh, they throw that late goal. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so when when do the rankings come out? New ones will they come out tomorrow? Tomorrow, Monday, yeah. October eighteenth. We're recording here on Sunday night. All right, so yeah, Michigan hockey about to be number one. The AP poll for men's basketball comes out tomorrow as well, and Michigan will be top ten for sure. I mean, possibly top five. I can tell you, I put them at number four. I've got a vote this year in the AP poll. We got M Live represented Whoa! on the football and men's basketball side on the the AP poll. I put them at four. I've got Gonzaga, Villanova, Kansas ahead of them, then Michigan, then uh, UCLA fifth. So, so we'll see. And Villanova supposed to be good again, according to me. I according guess <laughs> it's supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, you know, and I, I like I like to lean towards. Uh, the good coaches too, as well, you know, when not when in doubt, but you know, as, as sort of some, some tiebreakers here early, early in the season. And Jawan is certainly, you know, as the reigning AP national coach of the year, um, you know, proven himself to be part of that group. You know, we had the, each program, the men and women had their, their own media day, you know, at Chrysler this past week, I was there. I don't know. I don't know what's the best. There's like so much, you know, information stuff. I, I don't know. Do you guys just like have questions you could ask me? Maybe that's the best way to, to go about this, to try to break some of this stuff down. I mean, they're supposed to be good, right? Like we expect them to be good, compete for a Big Ten title, like absolutely the tournament. 
Sure. Yeah. No, on the men's side, absolutely. They're, uh, you know, in the, in the kind of the big 10 does not do a, a, a poll anymore. They haven't for a while actually polling the, the media, but some writers got together and, and did it themselves. And Michigan was just narrowly picked a, above Purdue to win the big 10. But yeah, I mean, I've, I've got two other big 10 teams in my top 10, I think, or maybe I had Illinois just outside, but I, I got Purdue and Illinois up there too. So they're all supposed to be very good. You know, Michigan state, Maryland, Ohio state, could all be ranked Ohio State for sure. So yeah, there it, it's going to be a very you know strong conference again. But Michigan is definitely among the the favorites for sure. No, I was just going to say like I think we have an idea of like where the returning players fit in. But yep. which of the fresh true freshmen do you think could have the biggest impact, if if any of them? Yeah, these some that'll have a major impact for sure. There's six of them. You know, they're the number two class in the country now. They they were the number one for so long, and then Memphis at the last minute, they couple guys reclassify into the 2021 uh, class Bates. and choose Memphis. Exactly, and Monty Bates being one of them, so that jumped them ahead. But yeah, one is expected to start. Caleb Houston from you know the national championship winning Montverde uh, Academy down in Florida. He played for Canada and in you know the you uh 18 team you know over over the summer he is just a sharp shooter you know one of his fellow freshmen has, has already started calling him uh clay thompson he's six eight and you know meeting meeting these you know people in person which was something that didn't happen at all last year so like big 10 media day for example first time ever actually you know got real close to, to hunter dickinson despite talking to him you know 30 times or whatever you know they're, they're big this new group of players so uh yeah caleb houston should probably start at one of the you know, forward spots for Michigan. He, you know, some some picked him to be you know Big Ten freshman of the year in those in those preseason voting things. So Musa Diabate would be the other one. He's the other Musa, you know, I love that. Musa, name. yeah, he's the other five star kid. You know, really, really great personality. He's from France, but he, you know, he came to the United States eighth grade year. He played at IMG Academy, kind of the other powerhouse down there in Florida. You know, he's six eleven, seven foot plus wingspan just ridiculously athletic. I look forward to seeing him on Thursday. Both programs will host a uh, co-host a Michigan Madness event, they're calling it, and there's supposed to be a dunk contest because the practice, uh, what we saw from practice was just was just some jump shooting. So that was fine, but you didn't really get to see this athleticism that everyone's been talking about with with Musa. So yeah, look forward to, to seeing that. He could definitely play out there with Hunter Dickinson at times. I mean, he's probably going to have to to get on the floor because you know, Dickinson's going to be out there for, for large chunks of time. So yeah, he, th- those are the two that stand out for sure. But Frankie Collins, uh, Kobe Bufkin, Isaiah Barnes, Will Cheddar, like they'll all have a chance, uh, you know, to, to see the floor for, for sure. I'm sure the Michigan PA guys are going to be rooting for Musa to get in the starting lineup this year. Cause I feel like that would be a sweet, sweet name to announce <laughs> in the starting lineup. Yeah. So um, we'll see. I mean, and then, you know, as Aaron alluded to kind of people probably know about the returners, but quick hitter on that would be Hunter Dickinson, of course, coming back. Eli Brooks exercised, you know, the, the NCAA COVID waiver to come back. Brandon Johns and then Devontae Jones, a new piece, but veteran piece, point guard. Uh, I should have a story up on him on M Live on Monday. A lot to be excited about. And, you know, then the, the women's side, I mean, they're coming off the best postseason run in program history, getting to the Sweet 16, you know, and they bring three starters back. A lot of seniors on this team. They should be very good, too. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see what Nas Sullivan can do in her fourth season now. Like, I mean, it's like, what more can she accomplish? She's already been so dominant for for three years now, and now like, 
her last hurrah and with a good supporting cast. I mean, if this is if there was a year for Michigan to to make another deep run, this 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 is the year in, in my opinion. But you're gonna need to to replace a couple supporting cast members. But it sounds like KBA is kind of top or is pretty confident in some of those some some players to step up into those roles that Haley Brown and who's the other one? Uh, Haley Brown, Keen Ray Johnson. And, oh yeah, Keen Ray yep. Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I think they have a nice, a nice mix of like the stars, you know, Hillman and, and Leah Brown, and and then good role pieces for sure. Danielle Roush, uh, you know, among them, Maddie Nolan. So I think they should, they should be really good again this year. But the Big Ten, they're they're not going to be the favorite in the Big Ten. I mean, Maryland will be. You know, Iowa is supposed to be very good again. Indiana actually got the farthest uh, they, they got to the elite eight last year in the tournament. They, they could be, you know, ranked higher than Michigan, but yeah, a lot of good, you know, pieces for, for both programs. A lot to be excited about. Like I said, that event is a Thursday night at Chrysler. I think, you know, tickets, you have to reserve a ticket. We wrote about this after the media day too, but I'm interested to see how this new coaching staff kind of forms together too. I mean, when you change all the, your whole entire assistance on, on staff, I'm sure that will have some, somewhat of an impact too. So that was interesting to, to see about a little offseason overhaul. I know it worked for Jim Harbaugh. We'll see how, how it works for Kim Barnes and Rico as well. Absolutely. I think there's some similarities there. I mean, you know, she went young and uh, there's just a lot of talk about the energy they're bringing and, and things like that. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. Season starts November It's 10th for the men and I think 9th for the women, um, if I'm getting that right. But, yeah, we got a few few weeks here before before the season gets underway. Going back to the men real quick, it seems like the war of words between Michigan and Illinois is still a thing. <laughs> is it fair to call that a rivalry? I mean, are they, is the disdain there for Illinois, but from the Michigan players as high as it is for like Michigan State or Ohio State at this point? No, no. I mean, it comes, it comes mostly from Illinois. It's, this is kind of interesting. I mean, they're very hung up on it and, you know, you ask Hunter Dickinson, he's going to, he's going to give his thoughts. So like, I think it's important to note he's not like bringing this up on his own, really. He's he's being asked about it, at least at you know Big Ten Media Day he was. But you know he he's active on social media too, and and you know welcomes much of this. He he very much looks forward to going on the road, you know, this year when there's actually fans in the stands. But yeah, I mean it all it all goes back to Illinois, you know, basically trying to claim the Big Ten regular season title, even though you know Michigan had the better winning percentage and the Big Ten declared them as the champion but you know not every team played the same number of games and illinois won the head-to-head matchup that was their argument so yeah that's really where it all where it all came from there was no there's really nothing that went on in that game in particular it was kind of actually a blowout for illinois um it wasn't really chippy or anything there wasn't you know much said it was all about what then illinois started to say afterwards you know claiming claiming the title and things like that but it'll certainly make the the game more interesting this year Dickinson has a huge personality and I love it though, man. Like I, I love people that speak their minds, especially when they're a college athlete. I, <laughs> I'm eating it up. Yeah, um, no, I'll have a, a, you know, bigger story on him, like leading up to the season. And uh, yes, it'll be kind of all about that because uh, he is, he is a, uh, you know, sometimes big men can be a little more like shy, actually, you know, they like almost sometimes aren't so comfortable in their own skin, but he, he's the opposite. He's uh, he, he welcomes it all. And he's very honest and, and open about everything. Yeah, I like that about him. He's like he comes across as this quiet, like you said, quiet, shy guy. But like when he when he's like passionate about something, he like lets the world know about it. And I, th- I think that's kind of entertaining and, and fun at the same time. Absolutely. So yeah, so you know we've got uh, winter sports, you know, underway or about to get underway, and then of course you know the football team will return to action um, this coming Saturday at home against Northwestern after a bye. 
yeah, I don't know. There's they're a huge favorite in this game. I mean, it seems pretty inevitable we're going to have uh, you know a clash of of seven and O teams in East Lansing on October thirtieth after Michigan State's win. Yeah, I, I think there's no question Michigan wins this game. It's just a matter of by how many points. Uh, they opened this afternoon as 19 half point favorite Las Vegas. That has since moved to 21 and a half. That means it signals to me a lot of money came out of Michigan this afternoon. You know, I expect them to win it. Maybe it's a little closer than we think. That, I think that's the big storyline this week is, you know, not necessarily is this game a trap game, but is Michigan overlooking this game because you've got Ohio or Michigan State in two weeks? Because that's a game everyone's going to be looking forward to. Michigan State, as you mentioned, is 7-0. They're going into a bye this week, so they're not playing on Saturday. You know, their attention is going to be placed on Michigan for the next 12 days, whereas Michigan's got a game to prepare for on Saturday. And in a Big Ten game, it's not like this is a max school or some like small non-conference, non-conference opponent where they can steamroll them. They might still steamroll Northwestern. But they are still you know, an FBS program. They're still a Big Ten school. And Northwestern is coming off a win over Rutgers, too. So they're, they're riding a little high, too. But Michigan's got a lot going for them. I mean, the new AP poll, you guys mentioned AP polls. The new one came out today. Michigan is all the way up to six. Highest ranking since November of 2018, the week before the Ohio State game. Wow. I think it's a tad a little too high. I had them. I, in fact, I moved them down one spot to nine on my ballot this week, just A, because they didn't play, but there's some other teams that, you know, moved in. I, I jumped Oklahoma State because of their win. I didn't move Iowa out of the top 10 like some folks, a lot of folks did. They got blown out by Purdue, man. They did. At they home. They, he was they lower started. on Iowa to begin with, though. You you had Alabama too, last, yeah, going I into did. this week, right? Yeah, and they're up to four this week. I've had Oklahoma at like three, two to three to four for the last like three or four weeks. I got I got knocked for that a few weeks ago. They're up to three this week in the poll. Cincinnati's up to two this week. I still have, I moved them up to four, so they're in the top four of my ballot, but I don't have them all the way up at two. I'm waiting to see it. I want to see like Michigan play well against top tier Big Ten teams before right. I kind of move them into that top five. And but we'll Nebraska see. officially get... sucks even more now that we originally thought it's the disappointment after disappointment for Scott Frost and the Cornhuskers. I know. Yeah, we kept talking about how great they looked, and they still yeah. didn't play well on Saturday. It's weird. If you look at the statistics, at least offensively, like most major statistical categories in the Big Ten, they are like top, at least top half, if not top three or four. And they just can't seem to win games. They, they lose all, all these games by one possession or less, and... I can't finish. And and that might be the story of Scott Frost's tenure there in Lincoln if he can't get it done here so, you know, very quickly. But yeah, Aaron, Aaron, you mentioned it about Michigan playing the better teams. I mean, this this is kind of true for the whole Big Ten East. I mean, that this back half of the schedule, um, you know, it starts with with that October 30th weekend, you know, as far as Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State. And I know, you know, Penn State now has a loss, but we'll we'll throw them in there as well. All play each other. None of those games have happened yet, you know, uh, you know, between any of those four teams. So um, that's all going to happen, you know, coming up here soon. And yeah, a- absolutely. Like that's, I mean, you can only play who, who's on your schedule. And obviously, you know, Washington, you may be expected to be better. And, you know, maybe Nebraska too. And a- any of these these teams they played, Wisconsin, you know. Barely game by Rutgers now doesn't look very good either. Right. I mean, all of that is true. But yeah, now the fact is that there's, you know, three teams currently in the top 10 still on their schedule. And I guess I could see how Michigan isn't as good as they've looked. It's like, all right, well, really, who have they been so far? They just haven't had those chances yet, but that that'll change soon. Yeah, this second half of the schedule is going to determine like the contenders in the Big Ten and the yeah. pretenders. And I said this was it last week or two weeks ago. We're going to find out if Michigan is a legitimate Big Ten title threat 
or they're just the best of the rest in the Big Ten. Because as I said last week, they've kind of beaten the the, the lower tier Big Ten teams so far. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to discredit Michigan. They're, they're in a good spot right, right now. They're in the you know, best possible situation you could be in. And they likely will be 7-0, 7-0 after next week against Northwestern. But we get, we're going to find out how good this Michigan team really is and whether they're a legitimate 10, top 10, top 5 team you know, in two weeks at Michigan State. Because you've got to go on the road and beat your in-state rival to cement that status. And then it goes from there. I mean, Penn State's a very good team. Ohio State, you know, after all the talk about Ohio State in the last month or so, Look at the AP poll this week. They are the highest ranked Big Ten team up there. And I, I've been saying it for weeks. Don't be surprised if they run the table and win the Big Ten, you know, championship. And right now that's, you know, it's certainly uh, in the cards for them. Early thoughts on answering that question. Either of you, you know, Michigan, Big Ten, serious Big Ten contender. Like before we get into that stretch, what what do you think? you think so far they they are? I, I don't know. If I, if I had to, like say something right now i say they lose to penn state and ohio state they probably finish nine and three ten and two that michigan state game is i, I think we said at the beginning of the year i, I considered it a toss-up just because it was at michigan state and given the way they played them last year but michigan state just like i think michigan for all both of us or all of us i think they're a lot better than we thought they would be yeah that game is not going to be easy it's it's going to be a very difficult game it's in remember it's in east lansing i think it's going to be the telltale of Michigan season. They can go in there and beat Michigan State on the road, go to eight. No, they'll probably get in the top five at that point. You know, I I think that would give them more momentum. But again, you got to go on the road and win at Penn State, which has been so difficult. Penn State's still no slouch. They know they've got a loss, um, but they're still a very good team. Uh, and then you got the Ohio State. So I, I don't know. My, my gut tells me 10 and 2, they lose to Ohio State, Penn State at the very least right now. But, you know, they're set up for success. I keep pointing to expectations in the preseason and what we all thought and where, where, this situa- where this Michigan program was at. And if you would have told, you know, any, I think most Michigan fans before the season started that they'd be 9-3 and three or 10-2 and two at the end of the year, I think most of them would take, would take it given what we saw last year. That being said, I know everyone wants a Big Ten championship. They've been waiting on it. And I, I don't see a reason why Michigan can't do it this year. If they're going to do it, do it. Yeah, at, at this point, I mean, I'm still not too high on, on Michigan State. I mean, we're talking about schedules. I don't think they've beaten anybody or looked too impressive against a good team yet either. Uh, I, I think Michigan can definitely win that game. Penn State game all comes down to the health of Sean Clifford. I mean, what I saw from Penn State against Iowa with their backup quarterback, I, I do not believe in that team, at least offensively. I think Michigan could pull off an upset there. But what I've seen from Ohio State the last few weeks, there no offense can match up with Ohio State's offense. So I think – I. Still think it would be a really difficult task for for Michigan to, to pull off the upset there. So I think, I mean, I think they could definitely be possibly undefeated heading into that Ohio State game. But I still think Ohio State is the best team in the Big Ten. Well, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, I mean, it's funny where we have not talked much about Northwestern at all. Now, the main reason for that is because we will later in the week on a on another podcast previewing that game. But I mean, I think it goes to the show like, all right, the Michigan program can't have that same mentality or else they could have some problems. I mean, this isn't like, you know, a lower tier Mac school or something. It's still a Big Ten team. You know, you saw Iowa was a double digit favorite against Purdue and, and, and got smoked. I mean, it wasn't as big a spread as, as this is, is at, you know, 19, but, you know, certainly crazier things have happened. And it's, it's you know, the ultimate, you know, look ahead game. So. I remember, I mean, a couple of years ago, Michigan was, I think, a huge favorite going into Northwestern in Edmonton a couple of years ago, and they were down at halftime. They had to call their way back from, what was it, like a, a 14, 7 point, 17 it point It might have been 17 nothing. I think it was 17 yeah. nothing. Yeah. yeah, and they had to call their way back. No, they won. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Northwestern kind of, you know, they spooked them there early on. So don't, I mean, I'm not, I'm not ready to discount Northwestern. 
And I would advise the players and staff not to as well, because that's what happens when, you know, when you start to overlook your opponent for the next week, you take a loss. And I think Iowa, I will learn that one the hard, hard way on Saturday. Absolutely. All right. Well, like I said, we'll be back with uh, more coverage of, of, of that game and everything involving University of Michigan Athletics on the next episode of Wolverine Confidential Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.